A federal indictment issued this week against Hunter Biden alleges that he evaded paying over a million dollars of taxes between 2016 and 2020. And they're only catching him now? Man, this is super embarrassing for whoever was president from 2016 to 2020. Saturday Night Live desperately grasping at straws. Wait a minute, so Hunter Biden didn't pay his taxes because Trump was president? Then that was the joke. That was and and the morons in the audience and it is possible to have an audience full of morons. It's Saturday Night Live. It's New York City. It's Democrats, you know. Ah, yes. And now you got a radical left-wing extremist pirate attacking Congresswoman Elise Stefanik from New York, suggesting she's an anti-Semite because she asked questions of three university presidents. They embarrassed themselves. One of them is Jewish. Therefore, this is the Democrat Party playbook. Sometimes they end up self-immolating over these things. We had a Democrat self-immolate in front of the Supreme Court last year on Earth Day, and we had another one self-immolate in Atlanta, Georgia. That was uh, some time ago now. We still don't know the name of the woman that self-immolated in Atlanta, Georgia at the Israeli consulate there. Michael, why don't we know the name of that woman that self-immolated so long ago now? Why? Why, I say. Madness. Madness, I tell you. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, now, I do it because that was a soundbite from Saturday Night Live, and Saturday Night Live was uh, trying to be funny night before last and failing miserably, failing spectacularly. I was being texted on Sunday morning. Really, nobody watches the show anymore because it's not funny. And uh, it, it used to be funny, and then they stopped being funny because why, Michael? Democrats, because Democrats, because left-wingers who have murdered comedy, they murdered it. Like that 16-year-old cheerleader in Texas, murdered by the illegal alien the other day. They've murdered comedy because they don't like things that are funny. Ask Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle will tell you about it. Now, there are so many things to say here about, about these university campuses. The head of MIT was, was kicked out. And that's good. She's lost her job. And that's a very positive thing because she's an idiot. You know, she may be a a cell biologist and she may have been the president of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Gesundheit, of MIT. And she actually just became the president of MIT in January of this year. So less than a year as president of MIT, when she had, she had the opportunity on Capitol Hill to show how smart she is. And instead, she showed how dumb she is. And she lost her job. Womp, womp, womp. Because, you know, I'm sure she's a nice person otherwise. And maybe she is, maybe she's not. I don't know. But, but this whole thing is so wacky. So wacky indeed. Now, let's get to the Saturday Night Live stuff because they tried to make fun of the hearing. But what they did was they made fun only of the Republican congresswoman asking the questions 
And it's a bit ironic, given that the Republican congresswoman asking the questions went to Harvard. She went to college at Harvard. She just didn't go there for lunch or something. She went there for four years, and she got her bachelor's degree from from the Harvard University, Harvard College. And that kind of makes it ironic that these people are defending Harvard while attacking a Harvard grad who's a member of Congress who is revealing the truth about this charlatanism and the rampant racist anti-Semitism that the Democrat Party is advancing. And boy, are they advancing it. You know, this is what you can do with cultural dominance and with information dominance. You can make a good and decent country into a gang of virulent anti-Semites when nobody's looking. You got critical race theory and you got diversity, equity, and inclusion. You've, of course, got boycott, divest, and sanction, BDS, which I've been mocking on this radio show for years, but it turns out the Democrats have been using this boycott Israel, right? Um, Divest from Israel and sanction Israel, punish Israel, has been a movement on Democrat-run college campuses for years and years. And it turns out there are lots of people now marching in the streets that have been brainwashed and indoctrinated and turned into glassy-eyed zombies by the American left. But on Saturday Night Live, they tried to turn the hearing into a joke. But instead of mocking the elite Poison Ivy League college presidents, they decided to go after the one Republican woman. It's all women, right? Three women are the presidents of, of MIT, of Harvard, and, and uh, University of Pennsylvania, um, although now that there's a vacancy there. And, um, and then the nice woman, Elise Stefanik, who was clearly the smartest person in the room because the rest of them uh, weren't very smart. So that's a, that's a good starting place. Now let's go to Saturday Night Live because the, um, the congressional hearing was the, was the target, but not the university presidents because it's a Democrat Party operation to the hilt, to the death, until they choke to death on their own tongues. They're going to be carrying water for the international left and smearing any rational, sensible person that has values and a sense of decency. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes or no is calling for the genocide of Jews against the Code of Conduct for Harvard. Well, it depends on the context. (gasps) What? (laughs) That can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no? Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. The second one, MIT lady, chance to steal. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make me look good, which is really, really hard to do. So I'll ask you straight up. Do you think genocide is bad? See, and, that's, uh, and they're doing everything they can to make Elise Stefanik sound like an idiot and look like an idiot. When in reality, everybody knows that doesn't have their head wedged like a cork into their dark and remote location, that it was the university presidents that made fools of themselves. And they were exposed as fools by the Republican congresswoman from New York. But she's got one problem, and that's the word Republican. 
And so Saturday Night Live being an NBC project and quite ironically, Lorne Michaels, the forever executive producer of Saturday Night Live, was literally born on a kibbutz in Israel when it was the protectorate of Palestine before the creation of the state of Israel. And still, the Democrat Party owns them and operates them. The left owns them and operates them. It is tragic, but that's the reality. And the idiot, um, you know, actress playing the idiot university president, oh, we condemn all forms of hatred, including, and then she says, and and she says, Islamophobia, like that's an irrational fear of people are going to kidnap and murder everybody uh, after raping them to death. Uh, that's not an irrational fear. That's not a phobia, <clears throat> just by the way. Uh, and we condemn all forms. And then they have Elise Stefanik jumping in to say, oh, no, like you can't say Islamophobia. But the Democrats, there is a massacre of Jews going on. And they say, well, what about Islamophobia? And the blood is still running in the sand at the music festival. And they start pounding the table and accusing you of Islamophobia. During World War II, a lot of people had Nazophobia. It wasn't really an irrational fear, though. Amazing. Just amazing. Saturday Night Live, being unfunny, but, you know, uh, trying hard. I am here today because hate speech has no place on college campuses. Hate speech belongs in Congress, on Elon Musk's Twitter, (laughs) in private dinners with my donors, and in public speeches by my work husband, Donald Trump. This is just, this is bad politics. It's just dumb, really unfunny unintelligent, unserious, lame-brained, left-wing politics, lashing out like little school children with low IQs who need help from doctors at Elon Musk and Donald Trump. What are you talking about? It doesn't matter. Um, hey, Lorne Michaels, you, you've finally really disgraced yourself. You're, you're an embarrassment to the Jewish people to the state of Israel. You're an embarrassment to American comedy, to humor, not just in the 20th century, but throughout all of human history. You've embarrassed yourself. Just appalling, really. Mm-mm-mm. And then this one, again, they keep trying for funny, and this one just doesn't make any sense. As a joke, it doesn't make any sense. So to clear things up, uh, what does violate the code of conduct at your schools? And what about if someone on campus yelled, I poisoned the water supply? If they poisoned it with diversity, that could be wonderful. Mmm, <laughs> diverse water, it sounds delicious. That's, they're, they're just, they're, they have the brains of children, little, not very bright children. Children, when you, you know, when you meet children, they say things like that. You know that they're not going to grow up to be intelligent people, and it's kind of sad. You pat them on the head and say, you know, the world needs ditch diggers too. That little Judge Smales reference there. Uh, <laughs> that's the poison the water with diversity. They just, they have these brains that, that can only manage four or five words and the Democrat Party feeds them the words. What an embarrassment. Now let's go to soundbite number 11, because 
Elise Stefanik, who's a very intelligent, well-informed, and serious member of Congress, unlike so many, um, actually asked relevant questions of these university professors while they smirked, especially gay, of Harvard, sat there smugly smirking, and they're rallying behind her. Uh, well, some are and some aren't. But here is uh, what Congresswoman Elise Stefanik actually sounds like, not the squealing, dimwit Democrat that they, you know, she sounded like a typical squad member uh, with a brain the size of a pea uh, because, you know, Democrats. Here's what she actually sounds like. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. <clears throat> it is the easiest question to answer. And uh, is that not the soundbite where she says, what do you actually have to, actually have to commit genocide? That's the soundbite I thought it was. Because she said to one of the uh, university presidents, and I think it was the MIT woman, uh, Sally Kornbluth, Sally Kornbluth, which is not a good name, that, uh, gosh, well, it's okay to threaten the Jewish students on campus with genocide. So if it's conduct-related, what, you actually have to perpetrate a genocide before it violates the rules? of your poison Ivy League college? Is that what you're trying so to tell me? So is your testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. You actually have to commit genocide, see. Now again, you got to keep in mind, and that was the University of uh, Pennsylvania uh, woman. That was her, and uh, just uh, just amazing stuff. Mm, 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 mm. And uh, now the University of Pennsylvania woman is gone, 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 gone. That's a fact. Mm-mm. She uh, she lost her job over the weekend. So. We got that going for us, and that that uh, will score that as a, a victory. But there's more. Even Al Gore weighed in, and his voice is always funny, so that's why we like to play sound bites of him. Hey, do you have nasty odors in your home or office that you've tried to get rid of but can't? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking and cigarette smoke and litter boxes, and even liberals are no match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor, and you don't have to buy expensive filters and schedule replacing them. You can hold an Eden Pure Thunderstorm in your hand. They're only this big. I'm holding my hand up as if I've got one in my hand. They're only this big. I've got two of them at home. So hundreds of thousands of thunderstorms sold thousands and thousands of five-star reviews online. It works like a champ. And this week, I've got a great deal for you to get your own thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 when you get three Eden Pure thunderstorms for whole home protection, and you get three units for under $200. Some of these air purifiers cost $600 each. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com. Enter the discount code CHRIS, C-H-R-I-S. That's me. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. And because you hang with me, you get free shipping. 
And that's real nice. Yeah, so the whole university thing has blown up and and Harvard is digging in like the Bolsheviks that they are. MIT, not so much. Al Gore weighed in. And we are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, Let's go back to the phones. I got a lot of uh, crazy Democrat stuff for you coming up. They give us a lot, you know. Let's go to Sid calling from Los Angeles, California. Sid, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi there, Chris. Good morning. Hey, Sid. Anyways, I was thinking of getting rid of this McGill from the University of Pennsylvania. Uh They're probably going to bring in somebody who does the same thing. Uh, My recommendation is they hire someone with a vision. And basically, the platform will be he or she will dismantle all the DEI programs at the University of Pennsylvania. And acceptance to the university will be based on merit. And uh, I was wondering if that would be the new president's policy as opposed to the old policies of the old president. I admire your optimism. I really do. I, uh, <laughs> against against all odds and all experience, uh, I admire your optimism. And you'd think that this would trigger them in some way to become uh, more normal. But uh, do you believe that they will do that, Sid, that they will find a, you know, someone on the straight and narrow, a common sense person, a, a regular American to become the president of, no, of Penn? No, no. Yeah. You know, I, th- I suspect, Sid, it's going to be meet the new boss, same as the old boss, only worse, as our friends at The Who used to sing. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I expect it, it'll be another DEI hire, for one thing, and it will be a radical, maybe even uh, someone more radical than the outgoing president. Now, a couple of things to, to point out. A couple of things to point out. Our friend Tim, listening to the radio show, says, you know, that Saturday Night Live guy that uh, read the bad, unfunny joke on the weekend update, there's a guy named Colin Jost, Colin Jost. And they're making fun of and attacking Elise Stefanik and not the university presidents, right? Colin Jost, who is uh, supposed to be funny but isn't on Saturday Night Live, is a 2004 graduate of Harvard of Harvard, and uh, he's married to, what's his name? No, he's married to Scarlett Johansson, who used to be fun, 
And then she became a radical left-wing extremist with a big mouth and a small brain, as is so often the case. And also worthy of note, Colin Jost, when he was at Harvard, his dorm mate, his dorm mate was Pete Boot Edge Edge. Pete, it, it is a circle fest in a hot tub. How many times do I have to say it? And uh, Colin Jost has donated to the Pete Boot Edge Edge presidential campaign. How about that? Because it's all just a little circle fest in a hot tub. It's the left wing thing. And, you know, their dads get them into Harvard and pay lots of money. It doesn't actually mean they're smart. Look at the university presidents. They're not even smart. They might be smart at molecular biology or some area of specialty, but they're not generally bright people. He was wearing my Harvard tie. Can you believe it? My Harvard tie. Like, oh, sure, he went to Harvard. Now, I came to Washington, D.C. a long time ago, and I've been working with lots of Harvard and other Ivy League grads in my various careers here in Washington, and I've never been particularly impressed, I've got to say. I'm kind of in the Gordon Gecko school. Uh, give me a city college guy anytime. Right? Of course, that, that would be me, so maybe I'm biased. But also, as we speak, a, a large gang of anti-Jewish leftists, they hate the Jews, have invaded the Hart Senate office building. This, um, this is the ultra-modern white one with the kind of Picasso-like sculpture in the lobby and a big atrium and a bunch of lefties who are anti-Israel and pro-genocide have gone into the, to the atrium, the lobby, and the Hart Senate office building, and they're having a die-in because somebody taught them that the 1960s were cool and that communists are great and jihadis are even better and that killing is wonderful and having blood up to your ankles is the best day you're ever going to have. And so the gang of mental cases that laid down and they're, what does it say, playing dead. They're playing dead. They're having a die-in. And the police are now picking them up and carrying them out. They should really... I don't know, bullwhips, or uh, you bring in the, the fire truck from the airport with the cannon on the roof that fires foam. I think that'd be good. But my friend Mary Margaret Olihan, who is with the Heritage Foundation, the wonderful Heritage Foundation, and Mary Margaret Olihan with uh, the Daily Signal, and she has, I'm happy to say, been on my, my Newsmax show a couple of times as a panelist as well. Mary Margaret Olihan was there, with, uh, with her telephone, and now before I get in there, they came in and they threw money. They threw money, the left-wing, anti-Israel, anti-Semite, genocidal, hate-filled, mentally ill, pro-Hamas, Democrat party protesters came in and they threw money, fake money, presumably, or they're probably rich kids anyway, but they threw you know, somebody else's money. They threw fake money all over the floor, because, you know, the Jews, and they control the weather, too. Keep in mind, D.C. City Councilman Trayon White, who is on to the Rothschild family, they control the weather and they make it snow in the wintertime. But Mary Margaret Olihan with her phone in the lobby of the Hart Senate office building. 
That's the gang of lunatics. Uh, at what, a ceasefire now? Kill Jews now? Kill Jews now? And, and, and they always have uh, more than their fair share of women, of uh, don't they? I mean, the voices, of course, their men probably sound like that now, too. You know, that most of them, I think, have severed their genitalia and uh, placed their gonads into a mayonnaise jar, left it on Funkin' Wagnall's front porch since noon today. So the lefties are in there in the Hart Senate office building throwing money around, which is an anti-Semitic slur, isn't it, to go throw money around like that? Am I right? Because that's, uh, now, isn't that what they're, what are they saying about the Jewish people throwing money around like that? These are self-described liberals, college grads, indoctrinated Democrats, brainwashed, glassy-eyed zombies, and they're out there by the millions. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. Now, let's get to the uh, the news media over the, over the weekend. Um... It's kind of a, even some of the left-wing media looked at Saturday Night Live and shook their heads and said, really, this is, this is as good as it gets? The radical left-wing extremists at Mediaite, SNL, takes it easy on embattled college presidents in stunning sketch, it's not stunning in any way, on House anti-Semitism hearing, comma, instead skewers GOP's Elise Stefanik. Now, that should come as a surprise to no one because all the propaganda in the United States of America pretty much is on a one-way street. The uh, Hollywood in Toto, a Hollywood uh, online project, SNL goes Republicans pounce route on Ivy League presidents. I think some of the lefties are even thinking, gee, these Ivy League, poison Ivy League presidents really did it all wrong. The Washington Times has a real story on it. SNL mocks Elise Stefanik, not college presidents, in skit on hearing. That's more of the the way that it is. And then, uh, again, the uh, left-wing mediaite, Jamie Raskin. He's a Democrat member of Congress. He's a left-winger. He's bitter. He's argumentative. You couldn't have dinner with him and have a nice time because he's a radical and, and he's a fish. Jamie Raskin, colon, appropriately placed colon, where does Trump supporter Elise Stefanik get off lecturing Jewish college president? One of the three college presidents, Jewish, therefore you, le- you lecture all three of them equally and they call you an anti-Semite because they're the left and they're burning cities and they're genocidal anti-Semites. Even their Jews are anti-Semites. It's amazing. And then um, Stefanik applauds resignation of UPenn President Liz McGill, quote, one down, two to go. You got to love her. And again, she went to Harvard, but I'm not going to hold it against her in this case. Harvard boards reportedly weighing Claudine Gay's, quote, mishandling, end quote, against letting Elise Stefanik win. Now, that is an interesting prism through which you would view this instance 
uh, against it. It is just they're just purely vicious political animals. They're salamanders. They they have the brains of reptiles. They they see everything as a zero sum political game where the Democrats, the left, meaning the left, the hard left, wins or the hard left loses. Amazing stuff. Now let's get to the uh, Al Gore because his voice makes me laugh before we get to Jamie Raskin. Al Gore, who used to be president of the United States, um, he, of course, you know, he was a senator's son and he went to private school in Washington, D.C. at St. Albans uh, next to the National Cathedral while living in the Ritz Hotel where he was growing up with his wealthy senator father. And then, naturally, Al went to Harvard um, where he learned to eat. And Al Gore on CNN over the weekend talking about the college presidents. I was shocked uh, by the tone deafness uh, of those comments, and I think they got bad legal advice in putting together what they were going to say, and uh, they they certainly do need to clarify that. They need to clarify that, and uh, they got bad legal advice. (laughs) So you're all going to have a good laugh at the end of the day because we're... And then uh, I believe it's pronounced e pluribus unum, but uh, I didn't go to Harvard. We need to uh, respect one another in our country. And when statements uh, what? Uh, of the kind that were they were asked about come out, we need to, to stand against them and stand firm as Americans for, for respect for all of the communities that make up America. E pluribus unum. We need to be one country. We need to be, well, you know, you guys have been chopping and dicing and balkanizing Hispanic and black and immigrant and natural born and Christian and Muslim and Islamophobia. You guys divide us every possible, every imaginable way. You guys cleave the country because you believe it will help you politically. You corpulent gas bag. You uh, just, but there's Al Gore. I was shocked by the tone deafness. Al Gore rips university president over anti-Semitism testimony. Keeping in mind, the Wall Street Journal had a piece, and I went and uh, from December 7th of 2023, December 7th, so, you know, a week ago, the Wall Street Journal, Harvard bans cis-heterosexism but shrugs at anti-Semitism. College presidents are directly responsible for the hatred that has flourished on campus since October 7th. And, um, you know, what constitutes bullying and harassment at Harvard? A mandatory Title IX training last year warned all undergraduate students that, and they actually used this pretending it was a word, cis-heterosexism. Cis means you're normal. And they're anti-normal because they're the left. Hetero means you're heterosexual. They suffer from a lot of heterophobia. They fear heterosexual uh, people and heterosexuality. Cis-heterosexism and fat phobia. Using the wrong pronouns. No kidding. Qualified as abuse and perpetuated violence on campus. This is what Harvard said. But when I asked Harvard President Claudine Gay at a congressional hearing whether calls for the genocide of Jews violated the university's rules on bullying and harassment, she answered, it depends on the context. 
Now, this obviously a piece in the Wall Street Journal written by Elise Stefanik, and they will punish you for made-up words like cis-heterosexism. They will punish you, flog you for fat phobia. Shouldn't it be like um, uh, something other than fat phobia, obesophobia, something like that? Using the wrong pronouns, and uh, this is in their language. This is what they use. Using the wrong pronouns, you'll be punished. But you're a genocidal anti-Semite because you're pro-Hamas because the left sees Hamas as the victims, never mind the torture, rape, murders, the dismemberment. The Oh, by the way, the, uh, the troglodytes have now promised that if their demands aren't met for all of their fellow troglodytes to be released from Israeli jails, that they will murder the remaining 137 hostages that they've carried back into their holes in the earth like the Morlocks that they are, the savages from hell that the Democrat Party supports and that the Poison Ivy League presidents support and that the students at the Poison Ivy League colleges support. Just extraordinary stuff. And now the troglodytes are saying, we're going to kill all of the hostages unless you meet all of our demands and release all of the troglodytes. Because Hamas is a gang of blood-drenched, bloodthirsty savages that crawl out of pits in the earth to rape, dismember, and murder. And the Democrat Party gives them a standing ovation on college campuses across America. Isn't that amazing? Mm-mm-mm. Hey, I didn't even get to Jamie Raskin. That rascal. Jamie Raskin. Just terrible. Uh, also, at uh, Harvard, there are, there are conflicts. Conflicts, I tell you. Over 500 Harvard faculty members support university president in letter to board after anti-Semitism hearing. Of course... There are 2,400 professors at Harvard. Only 500 signed on to the letter supporting her. More importantly, people are threatening to withhold money. And the whole scam of Harvard is about money. Make no mistake. I still think she's going to hang on, though, because she's a WOC, you know. Yeah, Hamas is saying today they're a, uh, you know, a bloodthirsty gang of uh, troglodytes. Not a single hostage will leave Gaza alive unless our demands are met. That's their, uh, that's their claim. And you can take them at their word when it comes to this. Uh, nothing else should you take them at their word. But on this, you should take them at their word. Uh, also... Uh, And Richard called from Miami to point out that I I messed up a little earlier. I said that it was the president of of MIT that resigned over the weekend, and that's not true. It is the president of the University of Pennsylvania, Liz McGill, um, who was asked by Congresswoman Stefanik. So you actually have to commit genocide on campus before you break the rules. Liz McGill resigns University of Pennsylvania president Uh, And board chair Scott Bach 
also stepped down. He resigned amid firestorm over House testimony. They'll be rehired at another institution of higher learning in no time at all. Liz McGill resigned on Saturday as president of the University of Pennsylvania amid scathing criticism over her performance. That's the word. At a House hearing earlier this week, it has been my privilege to serve as president of this remarkable institution for less than a year. Uh, She came on in January as the president. She made it to December. Heck of a job. Heck of a job there. Maybe you should have common sense. That might be too much to ask. You know, at the Chris Plant store, hmm, we have Remember Normal T-shirts. Do we have anything to say common sense isn't? We should. You know, friendly fire isn't. Common sense isn't. The Democratic Party isn't. Common courtesy isn't. It has been an honor to work with our faculty, students, staff, alumni, and community members who just showed me the door to advance Penn's vital missions. It has vital missions, apparently advancing anti-Semitism. McGill will remain a tenured faculty member at the Penn Kearney Law Center. Plans for interim leadership, Penn, should be shared in the coming days. So she didn't really lose her job at all. She's just given a different job. She'll remain a tenured faculty member at the Penn Carey Law Center. So she really didn't lose her job. She she lost the job she had, and then they gave her another job right down the hall. It's not president of the university. Probably pays less, too. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.